At Alina Health, it's our mission to provide exceptional care, prevent illness, restore health, and provide comfort to all people in our community. Here's your host, Melanie Cole, with the WellCast. Many people felt that discomfort of heartburn, but what exactly is acid reflux disease and how can somebody find relief? My guest today is Dr. Juan Jose Blondet. He's bariatric and general surgeon with Alina Health United General Surgery Clinic. Welcome to the show. Dr. Blondet, tell us a little bit about GERD, acid reflux disease, and what people are really suffering from when they have this. Sure. Um, thanks, Melanie, for having me first. Uh, so, GERD or gastroesophageal reflux disease is actually a very common uh, complaint on a lot of patients. Basically, um, it is the the low esophageal sphincter, so the uh, valve that separates the esophagus from the stomach becomes uh, worn out and uh, allowing some reflux of acid from the stomach up into the esophagus, creating this very uncomfortable heartburn or discomfort that a lot of people uh, feel. This is unfortunately very, very common, and the problem is not only the the uh, the symptoms of the patient, very uh, uncomfortable heartburn or pain that they have, but it's also the uh, the esophagus, which is uh, very sensitive to acid. Uh, the uh, inner lining of the esophagus starts getting uh, very damaged, so and that can actually have a lot of very serious complications. Does it affect some people more than others? Um, actually, um, acid reflux can affect anyone at any age. I see uh, patients in my practice, um, young, adult, healthy, uh, male, female, um, older patients. It, it can actually affect anyone. It is definitely more common on middle age uh, and older patients, but I see a uh, very um, a broad um, variety of patients uh, complaining with this very different uh, difficult GERD problems. Overall, and um, Statistically, all the studies have shown one in five adult Americans suffer from symptoms of GERD. Sometimes GERD can be a little bit silent. You don't always feel those symptoms. And what are some of the complications if you do not know you have it, or if you have it and you just take Tums every once in a while and pay no attention to it? Right. And that, that's very true. Actually, so the most common symptoms of, of GERD are heartburn, maybe some upper abdominal um, discomfort or pain. It could actually be chest discomfort as well. I see a lot of patients going to the emergency department thinking they have a heart attack. And, of course, the emergency doctors are ruling uh, the most dangerous uh, problem, which is a heart attack, and the end finding out that they actually indeed have GERD. Also, uh, some patients can have regurgitation of food, and and the more rare symptoms, uh, patients can actually have worsening of their asthma, chronic coughs and sore throat. But as you mentioned, it's true. Some patients can actually have what's called silent GERD. And uh, even with heart heartburn, the acid from the stomach can wash up all the way up to the airway, causing what I was describing as uh, sore throat, hoarseness, chronic cough. And uh, some people actually think feel they have this uh, um, trouble swallowing or this nagging feeling of something being stuck in the back of the throat. They see several doctors. They cannot figure out what's going on. Those can be um, what we call silent GERD. Dr. Blondet, 
We need the acid in our stomach to help break down the bacteria in our food and with digestion. So people take all these antacids so that they don't suffer from heartburn and they're on protein pump inhibitors and all of these things. Don't we need that acid and what should we do so that we can work on the GERD without getting rid of that stomach acid that we need? That's absolutely true. We do need the acid. Uh, Acid is needed that's actually why we have it in the stomach. It's needed to break down foods, break down medications, to absorb different types of, uh, of nutrients, including iron, which is extremely important. So we do need the acid. And the problem is um, that we take all these anti-acid medications to basically patch a problem. We're not fixing a problem by just um, decreasing the amount of acid. The question we have to answer is, why would a patient have high acid amounts? Or why would a patient have reflux when the normal amount of acid is produced in the stomach? And that's where I come. Uh, As a surgeon, I deal with those patients, um, and I do several different procedures to prevent continuous reflux. Even we need to keep that acid in the stomach. We, We just don't need it in the esophagus. So then what do you recommend as your first line of defense? What do you do with patients when they come to you and they say they've got heartburn? So the first thing we have to do is uh, see if there's any lifestyle modifications we can actually do. If you're smoking, you have to stop smoking. That's overall number one problem. Not only for your overall health. Everybody knows about lung cancer, about all these digestive cancers that we can have from smoking. But smoking significantly increases the chance of heartburn and also complications after somebody um, has heartburn or reflux or ulcers. The second things we have to uh, change are some of the um, diet modifications, uh, some of the diet habits that we have. Um, Some people are um, very keen into um, very spicy foods. Some people are... immediately can recognize when they eat chocolate or they eat uh, any kind of mint, they will have heartburn. So that's the first thing we have to do. Try to stop those things and see if the pain gets better or the discomfort gets better. The number two and very effective and very reasonable way to um, battle uh, GERD is starting you on an acid-reducer medication just a one time a day and see if you respond. Most patients will respond uh, with a once-a-day medication. When the patient um, starts getting worse with one once-a-day of medication or several years pass and you're still taking that acid-reducer medication, you're actually becoming dependent to it. You cannot just stop it, otherwise you have really bad problems. That's when you have to talk to your doctor and see if there's any other alternatives. And that's where, again, I come into play. Um, a surgeon can help you um, stop that all those problems with a heartburn, reflux, and regurgitation. Now, do you think that people should have endoscopies, Dr. Blondet, to, to see what our state is with GERD and reflux, just as we have colonoscopies for prevention? Uh, maybe not for, not for prevention. Several studies have not shown a significant improvement on regular what we call screening upper endoscopies, as with colon, with colon cancer, which is very well described and very well approved for uh, prevention of colon cancer. 
with um, GERD is different. If somebody has GERD, I definitely uh, recommend getting an upper endoscopy to see what is the uh, the overall lining of the esophagus. If there is already damage that, that we can actually focus on. Um, if a patient has a normal endoscopy and they just have the symptoms, just continue with medication should be okay. If somebody develops worsening GERD or we're adding different type of symptoms now, like weight loss or problems eating, feeling the food getting stuck in, that, uh, in the lower part of the esophagus, then a repeat endoscopy for sure is indicated. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Blondot, give your best advice for people listening about lifestyle, things they can do to help their GERD, include even some natural and home remedies. People try acid, they try apple cider vinegar, they try milk or yogurt, they try all of these things. So kind of wrap it up for us and give your best advice about gastroesophageal reflux disease. Sure. Um so milk and yogurt, for example, was one of the things we used to do on the 70s or 80s uh, to try to mitigate the symptoms of GERD, but we've proven that actually makes it worse. So that's one of the myths that we uh, have to completely eradicate from GERD. Um, milk and yogurt have very high uh, protein concentration. That actually increases the acid in the stomach. Um, other things, um, some patients come to see me when they're already making changes. They're already uh, trying to sleep uh, with their head elevated, putting uh, wedges in their, in, their, in their beds. And some of them feel that they improve. I don't recommend doing that because if you're already having those problems, you need to get uh, that problem fixed. Um, other things, uh, obesity for sure increases the amount of reflux. So Watching your weight, definitely eating healthy, small meals, low portions, low calories will make you lose weight and decrease the, the, the pressure in the abdomen, helping you with the GERD. Now, I see a lot of patients in my practice when they already pass all these stages, when they already made all these lifetime lifestyle modifications, and they need help. We have several um, minimal invasive surgeries that we do with very high success rate. The most common one is what's called a Nissen fund application, which has been done for several, several years uh, all over the world and is extremely effective to, uh, to prevent further reflux. Now, we have a new kit in the blog. The last few years is actually called a Lynx procedure, is even more minimally invasive, less dissection, putting... Um, Implanting a ring of magnets in the lower part of the esophagus to prevent reflux. These magnets will open and close dependent on any bowls of food when you're eating will open and will stay closed, preventing any further reflux. And the results we're getting from these uh, procedures is extremely well. Almost 96% of patients will be completely off uh, PPIs or other acid-reducing medications and go back to having a normal life. So cool. That's absolutely fascinating. Thanks so much for being with us, Dr. Blondet. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.